Well, here we are once again for the Biscuits and Gravy Show, bringing his mic up right now just because it needs to be. Jim, I'll be your Huckleberry Nelson. Good That's day, right. Jim. Good day to you, sir. Yeah, so um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how's the world treating you? 14. Awesome. See, I rephrased the question <laughs> like I said I tried last week. You like what I did there? Ah, you got me. Yes. You got me. <laughs> finally, yeah. finally, I did not say better, better than, than you I deserve. deserve. Right, or better than I right. deserve, yeah. <laughs> I, I mentioned that. I went in, uh, you know, Halloween's coming up, or by the time some of you listen to this, it'll be past. Uh, but I went into uh, the local radio station here because my good friend Mike Chinaberry invites me every time there's a, a holiday to come and do trivia and holiday facts for whatever the holiday is on his radio show. And um, they asked me, they said, how are you doing? And I said something to the effect, just as a joke. I said, well, I'm kind of confused. I don't know whether to be insulted or not. And they're like, they thought they had, you know, insulted me. I said, no, no, it's not you. I said, I got a friend that every time I ask him how he's doing, he says better than he deserves. But this last week, he said better than you, than I deserve. And <laughs> they just kind of laughed, but... So, which I do like that because it's so true in so many aspects. We're all doing better than each other deserves too. So, anyway. I'm, I'm I'm just thrilled with the fact that I'm doing better than I deserve. Right, right. Because <laughs> I know what I deserve. And you know, I got to say, I had a really, really good day today. Um, I unexpectedly, I I mean, I was kind of expected because of a new federal law that came into place. Um, they pushed my. Uh, my pay over a threshold uh, that would uh, allow me to do overtime like I do every week. Um, I'm not sure the particulars of the federal law. I just and I'm I'm totally against big uh, government getting their nose into big business and telling businesses how they should run. But in this case, it worked out for my financial advantage. I got a as Donald Trump would say a huge raise uh, this week. <laughs> Extremely happy about that. And then on top of that. Uh, ten minutes after I was on an instant messenger and having my boss tell me about it, she told me if I was done with my work for the day, go ahead and knock off. So, um, that would have worked out even better, uh, but I had, had some work to do. So I didn't get out until 3.26. I kept an eye on the time. But, hey, that's still an hour and a half early, so I'm happy with it. Of, in the words of Mr. Burns from The Simpsons? Yeah, oh, Mr. Burns. Okay. Excellent. You know, you do too many impersonations almost <laughs> too well. Excellent. Yeah. Can you do Homer? <laughs> okay. Can you do Marge? That's a tough one. Um. That's not easy Homer! for... Maybe it's not as tough as I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Okay. Now, Bart. Okay. I don't know. That one wasn't that great. That, that's a tough one. That That's a tough one to do. Now, if, if I switch it up just a little bit, Marge turns into Winnie the Pooh. No way. Now, you you can't get away with... Okay. you got to prove that. Okay. I'm just a little black rain cloud hovering under the honey tree. That was <laughs> eerie. Eerie. I, I said before... We get more downloads, depending on the title, how interesting it is. I, I'm going to put Marge Simpson turns into Winnie the Pooh, I think, that if I can't come up with anything better. Wow. I'll segue straight, in, I'll, I'll segue straight into Tigger. 
Go for it. I do it. a decent Tigger. Yeah? The wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tigger the wonderful things. Their tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of springs. They're bouncy, 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 fun, 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 fun. The wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. <laughs> you know, that reminded me of when my wife sang in the shower. It just went on wow. too... Wow. It just went on too long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I haven't used that joke in a long time. That's pretty good. That just went on too long. Yeah. That's, hey. that's right up there with my dad telling the, the waitress at the restaurant. Yeah. Wow. This liver reminds me of my mom's cooking. And the waitress is like, oh, really? My dad would go, yeah, couldn't stand hers either. <laughs> you, you, you reminded me of a preacher friend of my uh, dad's. that They were out to eat one time, and he wasn't real happy with the size of his steak. And the waitress came along and said, well, how did you find your steak? He said, I removed a pea, and there it was. <laughs> So, oh man, lots of gravy on this show, brother. Good stuff. Yeah. Hey, um, you got a quote of the week? Uh, well, it's or a joke half, or anything. Half joke? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's somewhere between a quote and a joke. Okay, I'll take it. A, a dyslexic walks into a bra. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah. My son, when we were walking through Walmart or wh whatever, every time we went through the, when he was real young, he thought it was funny because we got, me and Teresa got a rise out of it. We'd walk through the women's underwear or lingerie and he'd look, look, dad, toys, you know, oh, just, no. yeah, real loud. And people would turn around and giggle and snicker, but he hasn't, hasn't done I, I, that. I thought you I thought you were going to go the uh, Beverly Hillbillies route. I, I'm not familiar with the Beverly Hillbillies route. You don't, you don't remember the, the one where, uh, Ellie Mae? Uh, uh, the, the who was the secretary? It tried to try Ms. to talk to Ellie May about you know you know when girls get to a certain age, right? You, need to, you know, right? You need a you need there's certain things you need, and so she comes out with a brazier, and Ellie May just completely missed the point, and she's up in a tree going, "Look, Pa, it's double barrel slingshot." Okay, no, I didn't go that route. <laughs> and and she she had she had it hooked into a, a a crook of a tree, and she was using it as a slingshot. Well, thanks, Joe, uh, Jim, uh, Joe. Listen to me. There I go again. I get you and J Joe Mark mixed up. Uh, thanks for taking us into where uh, a realm of where no man has been before on the biscuits and gravy show. That's all, folks. Man. Folks, in case you're wondering why we are both loonier than a cartoon, it is 10, 10.30 Mountain Time at the time of production here in, where I'm at. And, Jim, it's after, it's like 12.30 the next morning, right? I'm in Friday and you're still in, you're in Saturday, right? That's right. Wow, that's weird. Okay, we've never done that no before. Man has gone before. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're both in two different hours, okay. So um, I was gonna try to come up with a shout out. I think all the shout outs that I've ever done, I've used like two or three times. I have no friends, Jim. No, I'll be your huckleberry. Right, right. You you just reminded me of a great story. Um, I actually did a song about it. I wrote a song about it years ago. But uh, Abraham Lincoln had a secretary who brought him a stack of files of soldiers who were condemned to die for cowardice uh, in the face of the enemy. Have you ever heard this story? 
No, I don't he, think so. He was going through each file folder, and, re, and, and some of these folders, some of these men had letters from prominent uh, statesmen, legislators, pastors, uh, people, you know, with, with credibility behind their name, begging to spare the life of their friend. And he got to the last one, and there was no letters in it or anything, just a handwritten note from the, from the prisoner asking to, for his life to be spared. And Abraham Lincoln turned to his aide, or his secretary, and said, does this man have no friends? And uh, Lincoln, uh, the, the secretary said, no, sir, no, Mr. President, he has no friends. And Lincoln said, well, then I, sir, shall be his friend. And he took the pen and wrote pardoned at the top of the file. Oh, and wow. I, uh, I have always loved that story, just because I think no. it's a picture of what Christ has done for us. Uh, grace. But it's a, yeah, it's, it's a fabulous story of grace and mercy. Uh, one that um, I don't think could be paralleled coming from humanity itself, outside of the realms of, you know, divine glory. Um, right. But wonderful story. Anyway, we went from I love that. To, yeah. I don't think I've heard that one before. I will send you the the link, and I'll even uh, put it in the show notes uh, to the song I wrote about that. So, good stuff. Um, even though I don't have a shout-out, I do have a quote. And I like this quote, because and uh, it kind of reminds me of something. Uh, Maya Angelou said, if you, only, if you have only one smile in you, give it to the people you love. Don't be surly at home, then go out in the street and start grinning good morning at total strangers. And I think that's true. I am reminded of a scene I saw years ago, and I don't remember where I saw it, on TV or in a, in a uh, Jack Chick comic book or something. Of, wow. uh, of You remember Jack Chick comic books? Oh, yeah. Those no, were great. Just, yeah. Yeah. So um, it was of a... Um, you know, man and wife, and they were hollering at each other. One's brushing her teeth, the other one's doing her hair. Hurry up, we gotta get to church. Hurry up, you're always slow. You're running late all the time, you know. Hurry up, yelling and screaming. Get the kids in the car. Come on, hurry. And then they go to church, and they're sitting in the choir, and they're sitting next to each other singing, We have peace, perfect peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but but that's true. If you've only got one smile, give it to the people you love. Um, don't go out and start. And, and I say do both. Don't be a hypocrite about it. Do both. Um, that's kind of one of the concepts of the Jason Kurtman show. Every week, I tell people, you know, be friendly. You know, I, I've heard I, about that guy. Yeah, he's famous, isn't he? If you ever hear him on the street, he owes me money. So, um, <laughs> but now see what you did. I, I've what? lost my train of thought. Um, do do something nice for somebody. You know, I oh, this is what I was going to tell you. I was in an airport about three three years ago. And just as an experiment, a social experiment, I decided to, as Davy Crockett, I think it was Davy Crockett in one of the movies, said, grin down a bar, you know. Grin down a bar. Yeah, I'll tell you about that in a minute. No, I decided to make eye contact with as many people as I could, individually, and grin oh, no. just as huge as I could. Oh, no. Just as, I, I mean, big, goofy grin, you know, like, psycho killer oh, this grin. this cannot end well. Well... I, I did, I got, a like, out of about 200 people I did that to, I had a long wait, I only got two or three grins back, smiles back, and a nod. <laughs> Everybody else immediately broke eye contact. Um, <laughs> one of them, I think, made 
a run for security, but I'm not sure about that. So, <laughs> oh no, I think he's special needs. <laughs> right? No, it just I just thought I'd try it and just see what happened, and and that's that's when I realized maybe this is part of what's wrong with the world. People are afraid to look at each other and smile. Thoughts, Jim? Well, not not with that not with a leering grin, but right. You know, like, are you? Fi- are you familiar with that quote that says, smile, people will wonder what you're up to? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. <laughs> There's a presumption out there. Yeah. Especially when, and, and in general, people, it's not so much the smile as it is the, 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 I'm going to make this riveting eye contact with you. And people are like, don't do it, don't do right. it, he's going to ask for Well, money. it wasn't like I was drooling at the same time, you know. <laughs> Actually, I I was in a I was at the Renaissance Center in Detroit one time, and with another young man in our 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 church, we were going up to the top. We were at the bottom, opened the doors, we went in, turned to look, and there's a guy standing next to us who looked like Grizzly Adams on meth. Oh no! Foaming at the mouth, just oh, foaming, wow. and he looks at my friend, and he he raises a, a finger and starts pointing at him, just a little crooked finger. He looks at my friend and says, "I want you." And, um, you know, talk about hitting the next next floor button real fast. But <laughs> you ever got in an elevator and had a weird encounter with somebody? Um, that was I think that was what? the only one I had. But I think I think I've been I think I've been pretty lucky that way. I don't think I have. No. One of these days, I want to get in an elevator with a friend and stand in front of somebody that's already in there and go. You know, ha- have them ask me, you know, you'd tell me, yeah, I'll take your case, but why'd you shoot the guy? And then say, because he kept staring at the back of my head. You know, that's the old <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy joke. Um, and just slowly turn around right. and look at the what person are you behind looking you. At? Yeah. What are you looking at? <laughs> there, there was. A, it reminds me of a joke we played in, in uh, elementary school. Like, a bu- we, me and a buddy would be in on it. And I would, you know, my buddy would go and ask this guy, like the new kid in the, in the class, fifth grade. I remember this. I think it was Brian Carmack was a friend of mine. He he went and got the new kid in the class and said, "Hey, go ask Jason how his grandmother roller skates." And the guy's, "Why? Why? Just do it. Just do it. It's hilarious. Just ask him." So the kid would come up to me and go, "Hey, um, how does your grandmother roller skate?" And I'd act all mad and go, "Now you know my grandmother doesn't have any legs." Why'd you say something oh, no. like that? Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know. He he told me. He told you know. Just oh, the meanness we used to do in fifth grade. Oh goodness. So, did you ever do anything like that, Jim? Uh, nothing not that comes that I'm to mind. Admit to in public. Um, okay, fair enough. No, um, I'm sure. I'm sure that I did. I think the the one that um. The one thing is, and you may remember this, you might have been a victim of this at one point, is that back in college, um, okay, do you remember, you remember Mork and Mindy, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, do you remember Exodore? Oh, yeah. Okay, I he would was do... a crazy an, loon. I think I remember yes. you doing some Exodore. Yes. Very vaguely. Um, I would usually get a friend to conspire with me and, and and there's one friend of mine that would just start hooping and hollering and pounding on the ceiling of the of the of the vehicle we'd get somebody in the car with us and we're down the road and we're just la di da di da we're going down the road everything's cool a little lull in the conversation we'd wait for a lull in the conversation right and then all of a sudden i'd i'd 
I'd I'd roll down the window, or or even if the window was up, you know, just so you have the 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 shock value, and start screaming, "Hey, you kids, get away from that burrow! Run, Pepe, run!" <laughs> and and while I, you know, just and people are like, "What? What's going on? What's the bur- What? What?" And and it was just one of those weird random things, but that was that came straight off of the Mork and Mindy show, gotcha. you know. Uh, for those that may be a little bit younger and not not know Mork and Minnie, but that was uh. the TV show that Robin Williams kind of got one of his big breaks in, um, and then and then the other friend would just start pounding on the top on on the the headliner of the car, and the and the looks that we got, I mean, there were people <laughs> that just absolutely did not know what to do, and then we go right straight back to being perfectly quiet. You know, I used to, one of the things I used to do when I was with somebody, I'd, I'd wait till we pull up alongside a red light, and there'd be another car in the right lane, and I used to just instantly, as fast as I could, throw my face and my arms up against the side of the window where it was pressed flat, you know, and uh, <laughs> the driver would look over, you know, do a double take, and, you know, just kind of weird, you know. So, you you can picture that in your mind's imagination, I'm sure. Oh no, so. that's a powerful visual right there. Yeah, just you know, <laughs> you all know, floppy armed, pl- plastered up against. I get yep, it. Yep, with my face flat, you know, <laughs> like it'd been ironed up against. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So I did some weird stuff back then. I really did. I think we all Say had our moments. So. Yeah, we all had our moments. I, I I want I remember this I wanted a girlfriend I thought the get the way to get one was walk around singing it with a guitar you know but uh, that didn't work it too isn't. well no well I don't that know I wonder if the female persuasion <laughs> would be more apt to that this these days since uh, romanticism or in romantic efforts is uh, it's kind of a dying art I think what do you, what say you I don't. I don't know. I uh, personally, yeah, I, I would like to see that come back. Yeah, um, because I would. I would have zero zero problem um, stepping up on that. But I was the goofball that had Shakespeare memorized, Byron memorized, Shelley. Um, I had all kinds of poetry. Mem- still remember and, this stuff to this day. See, you were a notch um, ahead of me because I would just walk up to a girl and go, "Are you lonesome tonight?" You know, and is j- yours is a little bit no, more classier. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, okay, on a technicality, maybe, but I, I don't think it was. I, I, I don't think it was we, received. We probably probably both got nearly nowhere. as well. <laughs> No, uh, we didn't. I, it's just sad, sad. In the sad. long run, we got nowhere, Jim. Admit it. <laughs> we, you no, know, the the f- what I noticed was, I would be there was one girl in particular that I would sing to. I won't mention any names, but her first initial is K. And one thing that I noticed was some of the girls would sit back and go, "Oh, isn't that sweet?" But as soon as I turned around, and walked over to sing to them, they'd be like, "Cut it out," <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just, yeah. Oh, it's cute when you're doing it to her, not to me. You know, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't don't put me on the spot. Right, because I, I did I'm do still that. Trying to figure it out. 
I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna work on that. We shall thing. open that door when the lights are off. Um, After we're off the air. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, anyway, moving right along. Let's you. Oh, did you give your shout out yet? No, I didn't. Uh, Christy Real is listening from uh, Saginaw, Michigan. Saginaw. They wrote. They hey, wrote Christy. a song about Saginaw years ago. Didn't they? Did I'm, they? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's an old, old country song about Saginaw, Michigan. I will have. If there's not, there should be. We'll have to find out about I, that. Because yeah. it's just got a ring to it, Saginaw, Michigan. I'm, I'm pretty sure there is. Pretty yeah. sure. So, um, let's let's get on to a few of these stories. Hey, we're doing... My great-grandfather was the... Yeah? My great-grandfather was a job boss... On the Saginaw Lumbering and Milling Company. Interesting. And did, did he know actually, Paul there's, Bunyan? There's there was a, a nice. Pl- <laughs> you know the, the <laughs> Lumberman's Monument. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he didn't know and him personally. The Stafford family. <laughs> Not personally, no. Well, you know, he was a recluse. What do you want? Maybe your grandfather <laughs> was Paul Bunyan. Maybe that's the family secret, Jim. There you go. Anyway. Now, see, now I got it. Leave it to me. I'll find out. <laughs> Next week, tune in when Jim says, but Grandpa, you've been lying to us all these years. Uh, you remember when they used to do that on old TV shows? Tune in next week when John Boy says. Anyway. Um, are, are you ready yep. to uh, go into the I next? You got a lot of that from... Uh, the soap operas. I get think. a little more serious. Yeah, yeah. Are we gonna get serious? Just kidding. <laughs> no, I was gonna. I remember that from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Tune in next week when Bullwinkle says, "Right, watch me pull the rabbit out of my hat." Boy, you did that one pretty good too. Okay. So speaking of rabbits out of the hat, have that was you? Weak. I, I have, have, that's okay. You're good, Jim. You're good. Um. Send your sympathy cards to. Um, did you hear about this billboard in Austin, Texas, that's raising eyebrows? It's it's no. basically telling illegal immigrants to go to this website so they can find a sugar daddy, uh, so that they can get married and stay in the United States. We'll have a link up to that too. It's uh, the stories at the Conservative Tribune. It's called an arrangement. You know, that's that's nothing new, really. I mean, Americans have been uh, the, the Russian mail-order brides, that sort of thing, for decades. I knew a, a guy one time that married one of those young ladies years ago. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of crazy. How'd it work out for him? I have no—I didn't know him that long. He'd been married for several years, and I assume they're still married. But, uh, I don't know. I, I, I always thought, you know, I'd be, I'd be afraid Could to get— be all bad. I'd be afraid to get hooked up in a relationship because I, I figured, hey, you know, once they get over here, get their green card, enjoy a little bit of your money, uh, they're going to take a little bit of your money and move on to two of. There it was, Jim. Did you catch it? Oh, no. <laughs> that was two of. You know what's You know what is scary? I, I was, I can't remember who I was on the phone with, but somebody this week. Uh-huh. 
pulled that quote out of nowhere. Interesting. Love to love. I'm beginning to think there's like a universe and we're living in it now. Elmer Fudd or the Princess Bride? Elmer Fudd. Yeah, it was the Princess Bride. What's that? That was the Princess Bride. And I'm beginning to think that we're living in a universe now. No, no, no. I, I know it was the Princess Bride, but... We, we must have a delay. I, I'm, I believe that we're living in a universe now, you and I, Jim, where Princess Bride quotes and references are, are mandatory. Just yes. my opinion. Yes, it's it's one of the, the. No, I think you're right. Yeah, it's it's like um, eat, sleep, drink, and reference the Princess Bride. So reference the Princess Bride, absolutely. Anyway, speaking of. No, not speaking of. Why, why do I always say that? Speaking of this, and it has nothing to do with it. That Anyway, the Texas voting machines. Have you heard how screwed up those things are? Changing no, people's votes? Yeah. Uh, they had a report of a number of Republican voters that voted for Donald Trump, and uh, the machines read them as Hillary Clinton. And, of course, the election officials said, well... It's probably one of a couple of explanations, one of which is that the voters are just voting wrong. Or, you know, something like It's just crazy. The machines are messed up. I, I saw a video, and I posted it on my Facebook page not too terribly long ago, about 15 people. They did a test on these machines in one of these counties, and they, they predetermined who they were going to vote for. There was like two for a yes and seven for an, uh no, eight, eight for yes and... No, I, I take that back. It was like two for a yes, and the rest were, were going to be no. And it came out just the other way around. It's like the machines oh, are just giving results at random. Crazy. I get why people want to have the machines to vote, because counting hand, hand counting millions and millions of votes would just take too long. But that's the way they used to do it, get more volunteers. Break them up, right. you know. I would rather, but then again, you know, people. <clears throat> we, we've got this guy here this last week that was caught registering nineteen dead World War II veterans to vote. Now, my here's my personal opinion on this. I mentioned this on Facebook too. I looked up the definition of treason, and it's basically to uh, any act. Uh, for that of being a traitor, especially by trying to kill the leader, the pre, uh, you know the government, the leading government official, or, and here's the key part, or overthrowing the government. Now, here's my opinion on this: somebody who is registering dead voters, who is knowingly changing votes, not allowing people to vote. Any, anything that would affect the outcome of an election, is that not, in essence, an attempt to overthrow our form of government? You know what? I would normally argue with that. Ah. But that's But I think you've got a serious point. Yeah. That is trying you know, to overthrow our form of government. And what what are the punishments that have been laid out in the past for treason, should they be yes. applied. Uh, one of which is death. I don't know that death... I don't know. You could argue for and against. I'm not going to argue for. I do think life in prison 
might be appropriate. It's a very serious thing. Yes. There's a, a, in fact, here, you could take this as my serious quote of the week. Okay. Oh, Jim's getting uh, serious. That's never happened uh, before. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's never happened before. Um, treason doth never prosper. What is the reason? For if treason prospers, none dare call it treason. Ah, this is getting deep. And this is where we are today in a lot of aspects. Yep. It certainly is. It is why government officials are turning a blind eye to what Hillary Clinton has done in the past. And her husband. Yes. None dare. Be, why? It's like somebody said, Comey's, Comey was afraid of getting being one of the numbers. So, yeah. That's, and it, and it, might even, it might even bear mentioning <clears throat> that there's a couple of books that are worth a read. Especially in light of where our government has gone because we've incrementally shifted to the left uh, over the years. I've been around long enough to watch it happen. Right. Um, to where even the people that we think are, are are conservative have already represent what used to be a liberal back in the day. You look at JFK, um, and there were many ways in which JFK was more conservative than George Bush. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but... Um, two books that are worth a read, and then take these, read these two books, and look at what's going on in our country. The first book is called "None Dare Call It Treason," and it's talking about the shift and the uh, not not just the shift, but the conspiracy at certain levels uh, to subvert the government and move us towards uh, communism. Right. Uh, the second book is called None Dare Call It Treason 25 Years Later. Okay. I think, I think I've heard my dad mention those books before. It I'm wouldn't surprise gonna, me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, you ought to check out his page, Jim. He's got some really good, interesting articles here recently. Um, not uh, on, on his personal page. Um, that kind of goes along with the same lines and uh, of thought on that. Um, here's here's a story, Jim, that just makes me ma mad as all get out. Um, back some years ago, I, and I'm going to pull the story up right now. The federal government gave California um, folks fifteen thousand dollars to sign up. I believe it was for the National Guard, but it, the money was funneled through the the federal government. Now, this was over 10 years ago. They are saying that that money wasn't uh, distributed by law correctly. It didn't go through the proper channels. And now they are demanding it from the veterans back mm -mm. with interest, from what I understand. $15,000 that they gave as sign-on bonuses to these military folks, and now they are demanding it back. This is the kind of administration we live in. It's not the kind of country we live in, because I, I believe wholeheartedly our country is still intact so far. But the administration of our country, that they're trying to change our country. And this is yep. This is the kind... I, I've said it before. America will always be great because Americans as a whole are great. It's what we do. We pers persevere. You know, we're one of the few governments in the world that has lasted... 
you know, over 200 years. Well over 200 years. Well, under the same document, yeah. Yeah, under the same document and the same principles. It's what we do. It's one of the... I feel so blessed to live in the United States. There, If I couldn't live in the United States, there's a few countries I wouldn't mind living in. You know, countries, I think, like Sweden, where they have their version of the Second Amendment, but it's mandatory. I think that's Sweden. Yeah, they... They're, you're required to have a fully automatic weapon in your home in one of those European countries. Guess what their crime rate is? <laughs> yeah, you guessed it. Right there. Enough said. So right. But th- but this uh, New veterans, Zealand could be. I don't. I don't remember. I will have to look that up. I'm still wanting to say it's no, no, no. Not about not about oh. the firearms. Just as far as being a uh, a high quality country that seems to. Uh, have retained some some decent yeah um, attachment to to Christian principles yeah 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 definitely I think New Zealand is one of them but can you imagine being a, a, out of the military for several years you got your sign on bonus for fifteen thousand dollars you might have put that towards a down payment on a house or your kid's college education and then get a letter in the mail from the from the government demanding it back. I, I just I, it's repulsive to me. I'm I'm speechless. I mean that's I, I cannot imagine it's not just stupid, it's it's hateful. It it's it, it's hateful, it's brain damaged. What in the world how did something like that how did somebody think that was ever going to work? Personally personally I think that these people that are being approached in that fashion need to counter sue the government for damages. Yeah, yeah. It, Mental anguish. It, and the that. thing is, is even if they win, even if the government wins, they still lose because the money that they'll spend defending the case will still be more than. So they might as well just at that point they might as well just stop. Right. Yep, I I totally agree. Totally agree. So, um, let's go on to something a little lighter and less uh, blood pressure raising, so to speak. Twenty. Uh, it says twenty things. I'm not going to go through all twenty things, but get you know the Cubs are in the World Series, right? This is what I've been told. I haven't followed it this year. Right. You know why I haven't followed it? I'll tell you why. Uh, because the St. Louis Cardinals aren't the St. Louis Cardinals aren't in the World Series oh. this year. Oh, okay. It's about the only time I really follow baseball. I, I love baseball. I don't have cable TV. I don't watch it. Uh, I would much rather go to a game like I did last August than watch it on TV. Um, so anyway, tw- the the last time that the Cubs, from what I understand, were in the World Series was 1945. The last time they won a World Series, <laughs> 1908. So... Just going back to when they last were in the World Series, here's a list of things that did not exist. You want to take a guess at one or two of them? Uh, you're talking about 1908? 1945. Okay. Um, 1945. Now, don't go with the obvious, like, yeah, okay, the Internet, yeah. Okay, that's pretty obvious. Um, Oh, goodness. Um, Emission control on vehicles? (laughs) Okay, maybe there were more things than this. Yeah, I would assume. Let's go with the list they gave me. Color television. 
Right. Here's a good one. I, I love the commercials in the 70s on this one. Super glue. You remember the, the guy that would super glue his helmet to the I-beam and hang from it? Yep. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, that's not gluing him up there. All he's got to do is let go of the helmet. <laughs> right. So, uh, let's Hold this man suspended in midair. Right. Microwaves. Satellites. And here's a good one. Hula hoops. I never could master the hula hoop. But then again, I never could blow bubbles with bubble gum, so... Barcodes. I remember... I think barcodes have been out a long time, but I remember a lot... You know, people thought they were the, like the mark of the beast. Everybody was going to end up getting a tattoo yep. with a barcode on it. I remember a guy walking up to me on the street and gave me... It was this homemade gospel track. It was a gospel track. The guy was... A Jack a Chick guy. track, probably. No, no, this was like home. This was self-produced. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but but he had this whole thing on it with like hand-drawn pictures, um, talking about how you know the barcodes was the mark of the beast, and you know, uh, don't don't take this. This is the mark of the beast. Look, this is six 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 in it. Blah blah blah. Um, I, and I've heard that it does that the first number, the very middle number, and the last number. Or all sixes because they're two two little lines. I don't know if that's true or not. I've read that for years, but anyway, um, the principle of the technology behind the technology, the principle is the same. You know, getting information off of something that's coded. Same same thing with an RF chip. Uh, we could talk about a whole show about that later. So anyway, other things that did not exist in when the last time the Cubs were in the World Series, the state of Alaska. Oh, wow. Also, the state of Hawaii. Credit cards. Diet soda. They didn't need diet soda back then. People were more active back then. You know why? Because they didn't have cable TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's not on the list either. The Korean War. International air travel. Here's a good one. Velcro. Barbie dolls. Pacemakers. And here's one I thought would have been around back then because I just thought it was old as dirt. Mr. Potato Head. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that there's a list of a few of things that weren't around the last time the Cubs were in the World Series. Wouldn't and it be not the Mr. Potato Head from Toy Story. The original. The original plastic one. Yes, yes. Right. I, I always thought... I don't know why. I, to me, they were like a Chia Pet type thing, you know. I was fascinated by them, but I would never buy one. Um, right. I remember playing with them over at friend's house, but if my mom and dad asked me what I wanted for my birthday or Christmas, I never would have said a Mr. Pot Potato Head. No, I wouldn't have done it. So. Yeah. And by the way, I'm a proud owner of a Chia Pet. Uh, when I went to the radio station the other day, um, they gave me one as I was walking out the door, and of all things, it's a zombie Chia pet. Or zombie oh. <laughs> Chia, yeah. So Seth and I are going to do that tomorrow. Did you ever have a Chia pet? Uh, I think at one point we did. Did you? What was it? I think it died. <laughs> it died. I, it, I think it was, no, I'm, I'm No, that was your pet rock. Dying. Yeah, the pet rock died. Okay. You know, I was trying to tell it jokes about dyslexics walking into bras, and it just, that's it, I'm done. Rolled over and died. Actually, That did, yeah. Um, I think it was actually the original 
What was the original Chia Pet? Because this is back in the 70s. It was uh, like a, a pig or something, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I will find out. The original Chia Pet. Let's see. It was a lamb. Oh, I yes. believe it was. Yeah, it was a lamb. Like a sheep or something. So, I, yeah. Do you remember? There's a lot of things in the 70s like the, the Chia Pet. You remember the little bird uh, that you would put by a mug and it would like tip over every now and then and drink? It was supposed to be drinking out of yes. a mug or something. That was one of those weird 70 do you, things. Do you remember that they had the, um, it was like two pieces of plastic, and uh, it was a, it was sealed. It had a seal around the outside, and on the inside, it would have two colors of sand. And it would have like white and blue. And you'd, you'd roll this thing over, and the sand would like play over itself, and it kind of looked like... Um, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. It kind of looked like about. ocean... Yeah, like ocean waves yep. kind of rolling. Sure do. Kind of the modern version, a toy that that reminds me of, and not really a modern version. The I see you see them in the toy stores all the time. They're they're like a little plastic frame, and they got nails in it or, or pins, and you can like push your yep. face or your hand. I love those things. It's another thing I love, but cool. I would never buy. But I did buy. You know I will admit, from the I will admit, I bought sea monkeys once. Highly disappointed. I had sea monkeys. Did yours work? Did yours live? Yes. For a long time. Well, I hope I have better luck with a Chia Pet tomorrow. That's all I got to oh, say. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine mine never... You know what has survived from the 70s? What's what's that? Besides us. Do you remember Simon? They're yeah, still I remember selling Simon. Simon at Walmart. Is that right? That was a it's, great game. I saw that this week. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously they've kind of updated it. It's not as big and bulky as the original one was. Right. But the, and it's a little bit more streamlined looking, but they they tried to not completely redo the look. Uh-huh. Because part of the thing, the thing is that it's a, it's it's a memory thing, not it, it's something that people remember from their from their youth. So they don't want it to change radically. You know, you know what would be a good but, seller? Uh, a really good seller have a political memory like when you press the button instead of a tone you get like Hillary a voice that says Hillary or Trump or Kane or Pence like then you'd have to tap it Hillary Hillary Trump Pence Hillary <laughs> oh no I don't think anybody would buy that I have these uh, weird thoughts off the top of my head like the Godfather chocolate company you know which I still I th right. I'm still gonna kick that off one of these days so Oh my word! Here's a here's a uh, I just saw it in the images. There's a Chia Pet. Looks like Bill Clinton. You know the early Bill Clinton when he had the the colored hair. Oh no, it's a Donald Trump one. I'll have to send you a link to that. That's hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> a Donald Trump Chia Pet. That's just what the world needs. So, um, moving on. I t I, t I said last week we were going to talk about the subservient chicken. Okay. This, are you familiar with the subservient chicken? I am not. Okay. The subservient chicken was a marketing tool that Burger King used, oh, good grief, maybe 10 years ago? And what it was, it was a website you would go to, subservientchicken.com. 
And in the and below in the box, below the, the video, there was a video of this chicken. He was like standing in a living room. It wasn't a real chicken. It was a guy dressed up in a big chicken costume. And you could type things into the box and tell the chicken to do something, and the video would respond and he would do it. So you could say, dance like a chicken, or, uh, you know, walk backwards, do the moonwalk, whatever. And the chicken would do it. The code that they wrote for this thing was so amazing that for like eight months, I thought this was like a guy that got paid to do this all the time. And he would do it live. It's not the way it worked. They filmed a bunch of these things in advance. And the, the seams were flawless together when they put it together when you would type into tell the chicken what to do it would do it there was no break in the film or anything but it was all automated it wasn't anybody live doing it anyway and and that was at like what what point in time uh probably about 10 years ago yeah it would that have been cool yeah um well anyway somebody has brought the subservient chicken.com website back now, it's not the same thing, but it tells the story of what the chicken's been doing since then. Oh, no. Yeah. So, I will put a link up to the subservientchicken.com uh, for the people that are interested in that, if, if there are any. Um, but anyway, it was just kind of kind of weird and kooky. Uh, but anyway, I found that last week. I thought, you know, I, I wonder, or a couple of weeks ago, I thought, I wonder if the subservient chicken website is still up. And I went to it and found all this craziness. Nothing to devote a whole day to, trust me. But humorous, nonetheless. Burger King is known for their wild and crazy marketing. Um, you know, we were talking about toys from the 70s while ago. Do you remember when switchblade combs were cool? Oh, yeah. Did you ha ever have one, Jim? You know what? Um... I think I had one for about a minute, and then it broke. Yeah, they, they were really, really cheap. You could buy them in magic shops, novelty shops, dime stores. <clears throat> but, of course, it, you can't mention switchblade combs without mentioning... I know mentioning where you're going. Hey. Who, made them fam who made them famous? The Fonz. The Fonz. Arthur Fonzarelli. Hey. Yeah, he'd kind of lean back in front of the mirror, put his arms out, flick the comb out. A and then start combing his, combing the sides of his duck tail. Right. So yeah, yep. He made him famous. I I had one. I think mine lasted probably about fifteen minutes longer than yours did. Now see, there's a good idea. There's something that you ought to do. What's that? Research making a switchblade comb out of real material that was actually actually a high quality item. Yeah, there, there's a thought. There's a thought. Who? There's, there's a million. I wonder who idea. would. I don't. Who would buy that, Jim? I mean, it, the people. I don't know. Do you, th do you think there'd be a market for that? Because remember, you know what? people it's, don't watch that show anymore. Really? No, but that's that's not a hundred percent the point. Um, the the reason that it was uh, the reason that it was cool in the first place. Okay, fine. F part of it was because because Fonzie had one. Right. But the other part was it was just this cool little, oh my gosh, he's got a knife, and he pulls it out and combs his hair. <laughs> flick. Everybody's heart stops, and then he like starts combing his hair. Right. <laughs> and, and and it was it was like an ongoing joke. 
of like, I'm going to scare you. Now I'm combing my hair. Right. Um, but that was, that was the cool thing about it. Uh, but no, here's the neat thing with all of the, and, and this is where you ought to take off and run with it. We're, we're going to be on the air, so you better move on this fast. Um, <laughs> is, um, automatic knives. Yeah. Gra- for, for like police officers and whatnot. Right. Are, are officially a thing. Yeah. Um, do that, but make it a comb. Right. Interesting. And, and, and do it with high quality materials. All the technology is out there to do this properly. Right. So just do it. Maybe a butterfly comb. There you go. I've seen those. Oh, have you? Boy. But huh. usually, but usually, again, they're not decent quality. It wouldn't take that much to make one decent quality especially yeah. with all the the stuff being cut with lasers now yeah we, it if, could be done it could be done well if there was a knife like that or a knife a comb like that that was made with really good quality that would last is it something that you would buy you know <laughs> i you don't I want might. to admit it do you <laughs> no 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 I, I i probably i probably would i'm not saying i would carry it every single day but uh, you know what if you did the uh you know what I could see doing it becoming a thing is go ahead and do that with the butterfly knife. Right. See that the thing that makes me mad about the butterfly knife is that it's illegal. Right. It's, it's ridiculous to me that the butterfly knife would be illegal. Well, what's the, you know, and everybody's scared to death of the butterfly knife. It's like, listen, the only thing the butterfly knife did for anybody is that it could be opened with one hand. There were and, so many other things that could that were more dangerous. Yeah, but more people were back. hurt by the butterfly knife by just using it themselves. Than I probably. had a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, and I, I could actually I could actually use them halfway. If decent. you're skilled but, with it, that's fine. But if you get one and you don't know what you're doing, you can slice your fingers up pretty good. But you know what? It, there were so many cool things you could do with a butterfly knife that if you brought it back in the form of a comb. I bet you there'd be enough of a novelty market on that thing, and 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 then turn around and sell a DVD on how to how to comb your hair with it, it. <laughs> how to use it. Yeah, yeah. You no um, longer need a, co- a curling iron, ladies. <laughs> you just need the butterfly. Co- the, that that'd be good. A butterfly curling iron. There you go. Oh wow. When, That's now that is frightening. When burning your scalp isn't enough. <laughs> Yeah, when you couldn't, when when cutting your enemies wasn't um, wasn't bad enough. Did, now did, you can brand them. You never oh, had sisters, did you? I, yeah, I have one. Okay, did she ever leave her curling iron in the bathroom and you go in there and pick it up by the hot end? I did that oh, once. I'm sh- I know I did that at least once. Well, you only do it once. You learn. <laughs> you you learn real fast. Trust me, nobody's ever done that twice. Nobody. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Nobody. Um, boy, that's that's that is painful. Um, boy, and you just know that blister's gonna pop up, and man, that hurts. You know you're hit. Yep. Oh, let's see. Um, got a few more minutes left. Let's talk about this. I found this interesting. Guy sent this to me tonight. Would you eat eggshells? Yes, eggshells. Have you, have, have you ever eaten them before? Intentionally? Not on purpose. Yeah, I mean, I, no. I've occasionally, you know, cracked an egg and got a little piece in there or something. Um, this guy says it's a healthy thing to do because it's loaded uh, with calcium 
And it's also essential for nerve muscle and enzyme health. The calcium is. The way to do it, he says, is take the shells from an egg that's been hard-boiled or uh, boil them anyway, the shells, or bake them in the oven for a while. Um, He says the way to to eat them is to grind them up like in a health drink or a health shake or a juice or something. And it says here, uh, to put it into perspective, there's roughly 1,000 to 1,500 milligrams of calcium in a half a teaspoon of eggshell which is 90% of the daily recommended allotment of calcium. That's fascinating. And stupid yeah. me, you know what I did this last week? What's that? I I hate cracking eggs. I really do. You get the you get the egg on your fingers and then you you know you run the shell over to the trash can and you drip the egg uh, from the stove to the floor to the trash can or whatever. I bought those boxed eggs. You know, it comes like in a milk carton. Right. And I got to tell you, I like them. I like them. Too bad you can't buy eggshells just in a carton without the egg. Well, you can depend on which grocery store you go to. But well, here's that's... <laughs> here's the trick. Here's the trick about that calcium thing, though. Yeah. Um. There, there's there's like three things you got to know about that. Um. And the, one is is that calcium needs to be in a form that your body can actually recognize. And. And I'm pretty sure, I wouldn't swear to this, but I'm pretty sure when you talk about eggshells, it'd be the same as, uh, like, clamshells. Uh-huh. A lot of times, clamshell calcium has been touted as, oh, it's got so much more calcium in it, and there, you could buy clam or, or clam or oyster shell calcium, and it's like, oh, it's so powerful, it's got so much more of it, you just take this one little tablet, you're set. Okay, but it's pure elemental calcium, and typically, you need to have a carbon atom bonded with it so that, you know, you'd have calcium carbonate, which is what's in Tums, the right. antacid, so that your body would even recognize it. But then, on top of that, you also need to have magnesium and vitamin D so that your body um, knows how to, A, break it down, and B, put it into use. Well, I got, I got to so tell you. you. Got, oh, go ahead. So you got to be a little bit careful when somebody says, "Oh yeah, this this calcium, it's it's got so much more c- calcium in it," take this. You got to be just a little bit more discerning about that kind of stuff. And I'm not sure about the eggshell thing, yes or no. I heard about the oyster well, shell. Maybe we can do some more research on that. But not a bad idea. But you mentioned the carbon atom, and I got to tell you, right now, I don't trust atoms. They make up everything. <laughs> Sorry, no, they think make a, everything a, up. Yeah, yeah, they make everything up. Yeah, that's right. Boy, did I blow that one. Anyway, Jim, we've only got a couple of minutes left, and we've got a couple more things to talk about. The apps of the week. Yes. And I would like to give you the first opportunity to talk about the app you discovered or know about. I am not usually one that's much of a game player when it comes to uh, apps. Well, yeah, gameplay. I'm not either. Apps in particular. I, I don't put a bunch of games on my phone. But there's this one, and it's kind of cool. It's called Zen Koi. Z-E-N space K-O-I. And a koi is a fish. It's like I a, was, yeah. it's a carp. But it's a, it's a Asian it's an Asian carp. They have a lot of pretty colors. But this game, basically, it's... They've got uh, you get a, you get a, a little fish and you guide him around and he eats little plankton and other little 
other little fishes and different things, and he gets bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually the koi turns into a dragon. And it's got some cool little music that plays in the background, and you can get multiple koi going at a time. Um, and it's just, it's kind of a cool, mellow game well, that you probably put it on there, and when you're, when your kids okay. like acting up, you go, here, play with this. Well, uh, you know what? I just found it, and I'm downloading it as we speak, so. Cool. I pro- I'll play it once, and then I'll probably delete it, because I'm not a gamer either. Real quick, we've only got like a few seconds left. Scan Life is the application I found this week. I, I mentioned the QR red laser before. I think Scan Life might be a little bit better. I'm going to try it out some more this week. You scan an item's barcode. It tells you what stores in your area carry that item, what the current price is for that item, and supposedly gives you a review uh, of other people that have used that item, their review on it. The other app, which is great for per- uh, social media that I have used in the past, is Periscope. It allows you to broadcast live an unlimited amount of time on Twitter. Unfortunately, after 24, the, the video can be replayed for up to 24 hours, and then it's deleted. We'll talk about Facebook Live maybe later next week, because once you do that, it's, it's permanent from what I understand. But anyway, that is our show for the week. Uh, Jim, we are out of time. Don't forget to set your cell phone settings to receive emergency alerts and amber alerts. The life you save could be someone very important to you. With that, I will say goodnight and let Jim have the last sentence. Jim? Goodnight, folks. Take care. We'll see you next time. I lied. I'm going to take the last sentence because there was something I wanted to say. Remember, folks, green chili is king. Have a good night. Or day. Or whatever. Sorry, Jim. You can have it next time. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.